You're listening to Rates and Lanes with Rico Mohammed. This is the show where we improve your knowledge of the freight market, improve your bottom line, and improve the transportation industry as a whole. We're talking rates and lanes. Let's move on down the audio road. Good evening, everyone. Coming to you live from McDonough, Georgia. This is Rico Mohammed on the Rates and Lanes podcast. One of those days again, ladies and gentlemen, where everything is real. I'm in the process of being loaded right now. I have my good friend and co-host of the show. I think he's on the line. Let's see if he's there. Chad, are you there? Yes, sir. I'm here. All right. Um, so Chad may be filling in for me while I go sign some bills and everything, just to you know, so that everyone knows that we are actually out here really doing this trucking thing. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to get prepared to, until they call me, we'll go ahead and get prepared to uh, do our normal spiel, and we're going to start off with the USDA truck market report. I haven't had an opportunity to post the USDA truck market report for this week. Um, If I get a chance later on today, I will make a screenshot of it, and I will post that up in uh, in the groups. And this report is looking kind of strange as I'm looking at it right now um, for the first week of July. Of course, this is like the crunch time if you are trying to get the produce and everything. It's crunch time now to try to get all that, get out, squeeze that in because this is going to be probably close to the last shot in a lot of these major markets. So with no further ado, we'll just jump right into the markets that are showing a shortage for uh, on the truck fruit and vegetable report from the USDA. And the San Joaquin Valley in California is showing a shortage. Central and North Florida, this says the last report for that region, showing a shortage. West District of Florida, showing a shortage. also has notation that this last report. I need to find out exactly what did that what does that indication mean that's on their report? I'm going to give them a call maybe tomorrow and try to see if I can get some clarity on that. Um, South Carolina is showing melons and tomatoes. Tomatoes are coming out at a uh, shortage. Valdelia District of Georgia is showing a shortage. Eastern North Carolina is showing a shortage. South New Mexico is showing a shortage. Now, if you've ever seen this truck uh, availability uh, and truck market report from the USDA that they report out, um, you know, this, it kind of has bars, and it has one, two, three, four, five different sections. They have sections where it's categorized as a surplus, surplus a slight, slight surplus, and an adequate market, slight shortage, and a shortage. And all of the markets that I just ran off are all in the shortage column, which means that there is a high demand in those markets for uh, reefers or been advanced, depending upon what type of produce or vegetables coming out of that market. There is nothing showing in the column of slight shortage. And there, and everything else will fall into the adequate, cate- the adequate category as far as the uh, fruit and vegetable truck market report is concerned. And ladies and gentlemen, if you have any questions or uh, anything that we can help you with, go ahead and press number one 
to put yourselves in queue so that we know to get you screened out and we will be coming to you in short order. So go ahead and press one, get your questions lined up. Um, and I think my daughter should be screening from home and uh, she'll get you guys lined up and we'll come right to you. So jumping over to the DAT trend lines report for the week of June 22nd through the 28th, the low volume increase. Last week at the close of the quarter, but national average rates remain stable. Local rates rose for vans and reefers in Dallas, and reefer rates spiked in Atlanta, which I can definitely attest to, um, but dipped in California as, as from what the report is saying. So we're going to jump over into the U.S. fan demand and see where the demand is for this week. And it says that the van loads added 4.9%. Load availability rose 4.9% for vans last week, and capacity declined 4.0. So that yielded a 9.3 increase in the national load-to-truck ratio from 4.0 to 4.3 loads per trucks in the last week of the second quarter, which... It's definitely good. The U.S. flatbed demand market shows that flatbed load availability slipped another 1% last week and capacity increased 2.5% for a 3.4 climb in the load-to-truck ratio. The ratio dipped from 45.0 to 43.5 loads per truck, which is still unusually high. I mean, when you, you got 45 loads to one truck, good God. And these are things that you definitely need to be taking advantage of out here on the spot market. And for reefers, the load availability rebounded 7.1%, and truck load capacity dipped 4.2% for reefers last week. That resulted in a 12% increase in the load-to-truck ratio to 12.1 loads per truck on the reefers. Now we're going to jump into moving over to the rates for the prospective regions. The national average for van rates was unchanged last week at $2.08 per mile, a record high. Regional trends were mixed, however, with increased rates in Dallas and Atlanta, Dallas by declining rates in secondary markets, which included Denver and Seattle. So we'll just jump around across the different parts of the country, and we'll tell you what the national average was for dry vans. Up in the northeast corridor, the average was about 90 down in the southeast, mid-Atlantic, uh, $2.45. Midwest, $2.13. Southern central part of the United States, $2.15. And out west, $2.54 was the average. for This is the driver, U.S. Uh, drive van report. Um, jumping over into the flatbed segment. Flatbed rate stabilized last week. At a national average of $2.44 per mile, flatbed equipment continues to be in high demand and rates remain strong. So jumping across the country, once again, up in the northeast, we'll start there. At the, the average was $3.61 in the northeast corridors. Down in the mid-Atlantic and southeast corridors, $2.74. Midwest, $3.23. cents. Southern central regions are $2.97 per mile, and out west showing averages of $2.09. For the U.S. reefer rates, 
Reefer rates remained steady last week at $2.42 per mile, a national average, 10 cents above last year's rates, which included the fuel surcharge. So starting out in the northeast corridor, average was $2.38 per mile. Now in the uh, mid-Atlantic and southeastern region, it's averaged $2.03 a mile. Jumping back up top to the Midwest, showing an average of $2.74. And in the southern central regions, showing $2.31 average. Out west, showing a $2.56 per mile average. So that's a quick wrap-up of the DAT trend lines and also the U.S. truck market fruit and vegetable report. So, Chad, what did you what are you seeing this week? Oh, uh, uh, thank you for um, I, Yeah, right. It seems like it's very the same as it was last week. Yeah, very similar. Um, and that's uh, sort of what uh, the DC trend line says, says about the same thing as far as the uh, rate stayed about the same as it was the week before. Um, to uh, dispatch uh, or help uh, Olivia find the load uh, yesterday. And uh, Olivia was yesterday, the load that took her from Alabama to Texas. And um, and and they're a team and uh, has the ability to post them. Um, and they're down there near the Atlanta market. And when I posted them, I would say within less than five minutes of after I posted them, it was uh, I'd already missed a good thirty phone calls. I, it was just it was unbelievable. I couldn't I, I couldn't I couldn't keep up with the, the volume of people wanting to call and get that one truck and be was able to move it for. From that area of uh, Alabama, real close to uh, like uh, maybe eight, 70 miles from Birmingham to the uh, Dallas area, for uh, that was about 377 a mile, 2500. And they did pretty well coming out there in London, Virginia. What I've seen so far this week. Ooh. And, and, and just another thing that I want to remind our callers and everybody that's online, if you have any questions, just press 1 so we can start trying to screen you and get you, into the, get you plugged into the system. If you have any questions about rates on a specific lane, feel free to press number 1. We can, probably, we can try to look up uh, rates for a specific lane for you if you are in the uh, flatbed, dry van, or reefer segments. I don't have anything to, to really uh, help you guys out with the over-dimensional stuff like that. So. Um, I really wouldn't be too much of a help on you on, in that department. But if you got anything you want to you try to figure out some pricing on some lanes and stuff that you're looking at, uh, we might be able to take a couple of calls on that and start trying to see if we can help you out on some rates in that and those particular uh, specific rate, uh, specific lanes, I'm sorry, um, and get you some information on that. Today I had, I didn't even post my truck. I had a call from a customer that I normally uh, I normally do some loads for coming out of uh, down in McDonough, Georgia, going up to North Carolina. And when I was pulling rates for the spot market for today, I was absolutely flabbergasted at the rates that I came back. And needless to say, I didn't, my guy has a, um, a customer that he wants, uh, that he's got a contract with, and that he's, he's trying to be uh, more at, at, at the lower end of what the spot market is paying right now because I guess he's under contract, but um, I'm not under contract with them, and, and, you know, we couldn't meet up together today on a particular load, but um, he was having a load that was coming out of McDonough going up towards Goldsboro, North Carolina, and normally he likes to pay around $1,200 on that lane, 
which is still a pretty good rate, but the rates today came back at the average um, $3.67 per mile, which for a 434-mile um, run, which, is, which would have netted to the truck I mean $1,592.78. And uh, that's, that's, a pretty, that's a pretty strong rate. But I've, I've been uh, fortunate enough to, uh, earlier in the week, I got a rate of $5.87 per mile out of, uh, out of Atlanta going up to uh, Abington, Virginia. Uh, charged a little extra because we had to go to a grocery warehouse, but uh, the rates in, in Atlanta for reefers are really, really strong um, right now, and it's going to remain that way in Atlanta um, probably up until about mid-August is when Atlanta's going to start to experience a little bit of a slight dip from the historical records that I'm looking at. Um Okay, you got anything you want to add? Well, you talked about uh, you talked about the ratio being um, what forty five to one. Is that what you said? The uh, what that was for Atlanta area? That was for flatbeds. That was for flatbeds. Oh, flat but but oh, right wow. now, yeah, but but right now in Atlanta, actually, right now in Atlanta for reefers is showing thirty seven point three loads to a truck, showing four thousand nine hundred and fifty seven loads available, only one hundred and thirty three. Uh, Trucks are showing available in the Atlanta market right now. That's real time. Yeah, that, that's uh, when the demand is that strong. I, I was once told or read an article from DDT on their blog post uh, about, um, I posted on the Race Mile Masters Facebook group page about if it, whenever it goes above, like when it's 7.7 7 to 1 and it goes above, anything above 7 to 1, then. Uh, and the demand is really high for the truck, and the and the truck can uh, for that truck he can pretty much it's an open uh, checkbook for that uh, person for that carrier to be able to uh, name his own price and and obtain and be able to get it basically. And um, you're, you're way above yeah, you know, and, seven to one for your head. Yeah, and actually for um, for for driving, actually if you if you're above a three, if you're above a three to one ratio. That's a really strong market uh, for dry vans because it's it's such a um, common uh, commodities go on dry vans. So if you're really above above a three, from my experience, you're you're really in a pretty strong market. And for reefers, the the magic number has hovered somewhere in that five to seven five to seven loads uh, loads to a truck. Um, that's been my experience as well. Yeah. You're dead on with that one. Yes, yeah. another a tool that I like to I like to use that I use all the time. I've mentioned this before in the past. Is uh, if you go to Trucker's Edge, um, and you can do it on the uh, some of the other little boards as well. But Trucker's Edge, I know for sure you can do. If you go there and you do uh, search, and then you go to where it says map, and then uh, then you'll have the next line that says inbound, and uh, and then an arrow down arrow, and you can select outbound, and and then whatever you have selected there and reload it, you have to reload it each time if you change that part up. And then hover your mouse over the state that uh, that you're interested in. And whatever, uh, and it'll tell you the number, the, the total number of loads being posted leaving that state. And if you select inbound, it'll tell you the total number of loads that are going to that state. And always 
the total if the total number of loads leaving the state if that's larger than the total number of loads coming into that state then uh it's going to be a good state to go to the the, your, the demand for you is going to be a lot higher and uh, uh last time i looked at it i think georgia was number one the number one state uh to go to because of that and uh and that, that's something that before I ever dispatch my truck, I go off. I go. I, I look at that specifically, and I also look to make sure that there's a high volume of freight leaving that state as well, because you can uh, you can do that. You can go through all the states and find states that has more more freight um, leaving to come in, like say the state of Maine. It's so it's usually it does pretty good. But the volume, it doesn't have a large amount of volume in all the Northeast. Right. A lot of people will go into Maine and pick up those loads. So uh, you, you got to pay attention to that a little bit as well. Yeah, and and that could that could trip you up and trick you if if you're not really paying attention to it because uh you know because it'll, it'll look like it's just booming in uh, Maine and, and and that may not necessarily be the case. Right. Yeah, and another one that, that messes with me a lot that I've noticed, I've been doing this a long time, I, and there's one state that, um, Arkansas, it, it seems like it all shows really strong numbers, but you have to, you have to like beat Little Rock or over near Memphis. If you start getting uh, away from that, those two areas, then, uh, um, you know, it, then it's a hard, it seems like it's harder to negotiate on a load in, but it'll be, but, a, but uh, the state of Arkansas will have, really great numbers, but I think it's just my experience. It's only Little Rock and Memphis area that, that's really producing those you know, large volumes of uh, freight. Right. And so, guys, I just want to remind you guys, I, I don't see anybody, uh, i got a bunch of calls on here, but I'm, don't be bashful. Just go ahead and press no more fun. If you got a question or anything you want to, or you want to make a comment, go ahead and press 1. We'll get right to you and bring you right up. Chad, I wanted to get, um, go over some other information that I was looking at here. As well, um, for the month of June, I'm seeing that van rates rose 10 cents in June. The monthly average van rates rose 10 cents in June compared to May, matching the all-time high of $2.08 per mile set in March compared to June 2013 van rate surge of $0.22. Cents. Um, there's a chart that DAT has on here that uh, is showing the historical um, averages on the van rates and what they what they have historically been doing, um, I didn't read that in my initial report. <clears throat> so that was for van rates in the month of June, added an additional ten cents. And I'm gonna jump over. I'm gonna go back through all the segments again and, and read through. Um, and for flatbeds, the national average rate for flatbeds in the month of June rose eight cents from May to June to two forty four. A mile, including the fuel surcharge, compared to two, uh, to the June 2013 rates that soared by 25 uh, cents per mile. Um, so it, it's showing that back in 2013, let's see, at $1.91, it was the high, and then for this year, $1.97 is the high. And that's just the line haul. That, is, that doesn't include a fuel surcharge of 53 cents. And jump back over on to the reefer segment, just to read how much, how much it added for the month of June. Rates added 11 cents in June. Reefer rates rose to $2.43 in June, an 11 cents increase from the May average 
in an all-time high. So that's an all-time. We're seeing all-time highs in a couple of different, well, basically on all three segments showing all-time highs in, uh, in every segment, which is a good indication for uh, motor carriers and being out here on the spot market. This is what we're talking about all the time, guys, about making sure that you are taking advantage of the information that is available so that you can demand the higher rates that you want, you know, that we talk about and that everybody really wants to see. And Chad, with that said, buddy, I just got a green light, so I'm going to jump out real quick and go sign some bills, and I'm going to jump right back in with you. We don't have anyone uh, in queue right now. We got a, we got a, quite a few callers on the line, but we don't have anyone in queue right now. Um, so if you want to um, take over real quick, and I'll be right back with you. Okay, will do. I guess I'll, I guess I'll be talking to myself since no one's wanting to hit one uh, to get in the queue. Um, but uh, another thing, you know, something I thought about uh, um, over the week is, uh, is, you know, I'm seeing rates this year for 2014 uh, steady and high and higher than it's been uh, uh, for 2013 for myself. Now, you know, I, I count some of that for. Uh, being a better negotiator than I was uh, for 2013, but uh, uh, something something that's gonna there's something that uh, when but with rates being as high as they are, uh, and, and and I think that and I just was talking to someone on Facebook about this as well, and uh, they were talking about uh, that they're making more money uh, their, their rate per mile this year is higher than it's ever been, and that's the same thing for me, and I think this is the same thing for a lot of people. Um, but what's what I foresee, just just well, what I'm looking at is if this continues, where everybody's rates are a whole lot better this year, and we continue to have this uh, great luck that we're having, and uh, with better rates and everybody making more money, um, and it's, this is what I'm going to say, it, and it's not I've never heard anybody talk about it, write about it, or say anything about this, but with um, when you make more money, um, you uh, you have the ability to take more time off. And uh, and with everyone taking more time off because they're making more money than they were before, uh, that's also going to cause a shortage of trucks that are out there. My opinion. I mean, that's gonna gotta affect rates uh, somewhat. Um, and uh, I, I did mention this to a, to, a, to a person at DET. Uh, you know, I was going to write a blog about it, and I was getting their opinion uh, on their on their on their blog on DET blog. And uh, but the, so they brought up the fact that. Um, yeah, that, that's possible. People make more money, they're going to take more time off. And, and same thing, I'm, I'm keen to that. You know, I take a lot of time off. And the reason for it is because I have the money to be able to do so. You know, work two weeks, take a week off. Sometimes I work one week, take a week off. Uh, if I didn't have the money, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't have the luxury of being able to do that. And, but, and if everybody does the same thing, there's going to be a, less, less trucks out there on the road, and that's going to keep the rates uh, climbing like they are. But when I... When I uh, Talk to the people at DT about this. Uh, they brought up that um, as if that starts to happen, then trucking companies would be is going to be able to pay more uh, to people that that uh, for new hires, people that that are untrained, and this will promote more people to become truck drivers. Uh, so I guess they got a good point there, but um, I, I still, but there really isn't no big push for people to. Start joining the start joining uh, start becoming a uh, truck driver uh, like it was when I was growing up. When I was growing up, it was it was a cool thing to do be a truck driver and 
I used to ride with my dad and, uh, and you know, kids looked up to that type of ministry to go into, but just don't, I don't see that. And I see a lot of CDL schools that are closing, uh, out of business. I used to you know, drive down the road and over there used to be a CDL school and, uh, you just point them out. I used, I got to know where they were because I'd get an extra $100 from TMC when I drove for them if I went in there and asked to do some recruiting for TMC. So I got to figure out where all the CBL schools are. And uh, just a lot of them have closed down since then. Uh, but um, so that just shows me that really ain't that big high of a demand for uh, for people to get their CBL and get into this type of industry. So there will be uh, a time when I, I would think that Rates continue to go up. People are going to continue to take time off. And, again, it's going to cause a uh, shortage of drivers. And uh, when there's a shortage of drivers, we can take advantage of it and we get better rates. Uh, so uh, let's talk about that. And I guess another thing I want to mention, if you're not, I uh, I started the Facebook group page Rate right for My Masters. And uh, something, uh, and I, love, I really like talking to our members that are on there. And, uh, and, but the only time I don't really get to talk to the members is when I'm out on the road driving. And, uh, you know, you can't type and drive at the same time. So, uh, and I want to do some more more admin, help people out. And uh, something that I came up with that a way for all of us to be able to help each other, I'm, you know, I'm not the only person that, that understands rates and stuff and they can help someone. There's a lot of people in this group that can help other people and they do it every day. Um, by uh, making by putting their posts, and when someone does make a post, they uh, go in and help them out. But um, something new that I started on on the uh, for the group that seems to be going pretty well is I started a uh, group um, a group uh, uh, sort of like a chat line, a group uh, uh, Rico calls it a group party line. You think <laughs> it would call it whatever you want to? It's it's a phone number you can call. And uh, there's a there's a uh, password you have to put in, and as long as you're a member of the group, the password's there. And uh, so if you haven't seen it yet, go check it out. Right now, if I check out the people that's on there, um, let's see here. We have maybe that's why we don't have uh, nobody pressing one because all these people over here on this uh, party chat line or this group line where uh, they're talking. Uh, currently, there's uh, four people and they're talking, uh, and. Uh, I was on a pretty late last uh, last night talking to some people, and uh, we had a we had a guest uh, guest speaker come in and uh, was giving some advice to some people that were asking questions. George Gallimore, y'all y'all might know him. Uh, it was really cool that he came in. He had some very good feedback. Uh, I'm waiting for that guy to write another book. Uh, I, I'm 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 gonna be the first one to buy it. I mean, I really like his stuff. Uh, he just he brings a different different look that he also holds the seminar that the CNC. But uh, anyway, this is this is a great place where you're going down the road. Uh, if you've already went and listened to your audio books and your podcasts and your radio stations for the day, uh, this this thing here goes on all night long. Uh, it's it's twenty four seven and don't stop. Uh, sometimes I'll I'll come there and uh, I'll be able to talk to other people. And it's really not limited to just rates. Last night there was a guy talking about uh, the mechanical issues he was having with his truck. It's more of what's going to be on the Rate from Our Masters Facebook group page and what they talk about there, but uh, it don't have to stick to that. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I really like that idea. So uh, make your comments on the Facebook group page and tell us what you think about that that line to be able to talk to someone. It's a whole lot easier to 
uh, kills the time and uh, a good way to network with other people that you might be talking to them uh, by typing back and forth to each other, but if you have a way to communicate um, through the group chat, you know, be able to talk on on the phone with them, another good way to network with these, with these people. And, and it's a great, great group of uh, folks that are on there and on the Facebook group page. But, uh, and it's, it's simple, simple to use. I'll give you some stress on it. We'll come back to get back uh, how well it's doing. Uh, yesterday, we had a call lasted for, uh, yeah, yesterday and all of it and throughout the night, mostly throughout the night. It lasted 798 minutes, which is 13 hours, uh, a little over 13 hours. And the day before was, uh, I think we hit 10 hours. It just constantly conversation among people. Somebody will drop out and another person will come in. Um, and they're, they're constantly giving advice and feedback and communicating with one another and how they get the rates that they do get. And um, that's that. So uh, feel free to listen back. Kevin Shelley comes on tonight. Uh, let's see here. What else can we talk about? Uh, let's see. Yeah, um, I had a bunch of stuff written down to, to communicate with you guys. Um, part, uh, let's see, well, here's another thing that I was telling someone um, about was uh, relationships, okay? Another way to look at relationships, and when, when the certain areas are in high demand the way they are now, let's say um, a, a place that does, I do a lot of auto parts, I do a lot of expedited loads, I have auto parts, and... Um, with an Atachi. Atachi makes auto parts for Toyota. And, uh, and a lot of these auto parts that, that uh, and sometimes, uh, and, and Atachi is throughout the states. I mean, there's one up in Ohio, I believe. There's, uh, two, I know one here in Kentucky, and we got some more down in the south. And, uh, um, anyway, Atachi, it's like a billion dollar company. Toyota, billion dollar company. These are two huge companies, and they have a relationship. And, and, uh, you know, one sells the auto parts to the, to the Toyota factory to make the cars. And uh, it's a very important relationship. And there's a lot of money switching hands between the two. And uh, sometimes the big carriers that have contracts with the with Tachi to deliver those auto parts, sometimes they don't, they have a truck go down, they don't, uh, they, or they have an important shipment that has to be, that has to go, and there's not a truck there, uh, nowhere in the area to move it. And uh, a load of auto parts will come up that needs to get they need, they need to get moved. And if there's no one there to move it except for you, and you have the only truck in that area to move it, and that one load that they're going to put on your truck is to is to uh, maintain the relationship between this billion dollar company over in uh, Hitachi with uh, with uh, with say Toyota. Uh, the one here in Kentucky, the top two places here in Kentucky, I think that the distance between the two has got to be less than 60 miles, maybe 70 at the most. But uh, if they were to call me and and tell me and, and want, want to use my truck uh, to move this load of auto parts, and it's not like I said, it's only 60 miles, uh, yeah, we could put a normal rate with it. But being, if I'm the only truck and uh, let's say it's 6, 7 o'clock at night, and I'm the only truck posted and they call me, and my one truck is going to be based on on uh, keeping the relationship good between these two billion dollar companies. So 
So when you look at it that way, is a thousand dollars too much? Is two thousand dollars too much? If it, you know, if I'm already asleep and uh, uh, you know, plan on leaving next the next morning, they call me at that time of night, and, that, and, and is it okay to ask for three thousand? Is three thousand dollars too much on sixty miles? Whenever it's based on saving the relationship between these two billion dollar companies, you know, I, I don't think so. And I had, uh, and I, and I, I, I think that if you got up and you moved the load for them, even if it was two thousand um, dollars, you, you've uh, you've uh, served both of these two companies and the broker, the the expediting broker, the freight forwarding company that calls you and asks you to do it. Um, you just made that broker very happy because they that relationship and the companies in between relationship. But uh, so anyway, don't be scared to uh, quote your rate high. Um, we're still waiting on Nico, so uh, I'm gonna get a drink of water. And I'm a from Germany. People from Japan. From the wife of Japanese and said to make his family. Uh, but anyway, my wife should be back later. But, uh, look, the next thing I was going to talk about is, uh, um, okay, I, I mentioned that I, uh, that I, uh, took care of Olivia and her load over the, uh, uh, yesterday on her load going to Texas. That was the day before yesterday, actually. And, uh, and how I received, how it, uh, I received a, a huge amount of calls all at the last second. And I want to quote every single load that comes my way. You've heard me talk about quoting the other load. And uh, that's one of the reasons why I want to quote every single load that comes my way is uh, because you never know uh, if, if that load's going to be the other load and nobody else quotes it, and the only price that they have on the table is the price that you give them. And uh, some advice on doing that is to have favorite numbers. And what I mean by favorite numbers is... Work. You know, Rick was going to keep me on here as long. But uh, having favorite numbers. Um, and some of my favorite numbers is at 1185, 1585, 1985, 1985. You get the point. But uh, those are some of my favorite numbers. And I can fit these numbers out pretty quickly just by listening to what the broker has, what the one that I commonly use is 1585 on a, on a short run. Like, let's say it's, it's uh, 300 mi- uh, 400 miles, 300 miles, or let's say if, if it was 300 miles and I'm in a high-demand area, I'm receiving a lot of phone calls. Well, I can, and, and, and we run the miles, and, and the miles come up, you know, including the deadhead, less than 300 miles. Well, what, uh, we can quote 1585 all day long. Uh, if he wants to negotiate it, then he knows where I'm at on my rate, and I can always come down off of it, off of that rate, especially if I like it. And uh, what the um, um, and that, that that so having a favorite number, and being able to quote that out really really quickly, and uh, and get the negotiating part started um, is a tactic that I use. Uh, and the fifteen eighty five, another way, another reason why that's become. A favorite number of mine is because for the longest time I used to have my uh, I used to be set on um, used to be set on the fact that uh, for a weekend run I wanted to get at least 800 miles I wanted to keep myself employed 
and by keeping myself employed, I should be able to run 800 miles. And, uh, and for the longest time also as well, my goal would be $2 a mile. So uh, if let's say if I don't get 800 miles for the weekend, but I can at least get 1,600, then I'm making the same amount of money that, that uh, 800 miles would bring, and I'd be happy with that as well. And uh, that's where 1585 came into play. Well, I can quote 1585 all day long, and 1585 is only $15 less than 1600 but it sounds like 1500 instead of 1600 And uh, another, another thing that when I wrote about this as well, another thing uh, is George Heck told me that, uh, and he pointed this out, which is true, that 1585 also sounds like a number that I took the time to think about and put put together instead of being sixteen hundred. Well, I'm I'm just guessing. You know, fifteen eighty five sounds like I really took the time to think about what the rate should actually truly be. And uh, it's a, you don't have to use it, but I, I use the I use I use favorite numbers a lot. Uh, you know, I want to I, I want to at least get the get the ball rolling. Uh, and if it's an ugly load, it's going to the northeast. I'm not afraid at all to say 49.85 because I hate going to the Northeast. And I'll break it down to the broker and let the broker know that I'm uh, not a fan of the Northeast. I don't like driving up there. It's not, it's not very trucker friendly and that he might be able to do better rates with someone else. But if you want to continue to talk to me, my rates are going to start at 49.85. I wish I could press one, uh, take on any of those callers. I'd rather answer questions than, uh, than ramble on about what um, my my task, but maybe uh, what I'm saying might help someone out. We have um, let's see that the uh, the 24-hour talk line that I was telling you about. Let's see, it's that's getting more extra people. And nope, that that's uh, everybody's gone now there. Uh, so I don't know if we're gonna have a flood of people in there or not tonight. There's my family from Japan calling me again. Look at my wife, that's her phone here. Um, she's going to go over here to look at me and see if there's anything here I can talk about. Brooks, he talks about, well, I finally got to my weekend load. St. Louis, Missouri to... Amarillo, Texas, 757 miles, paying 2500 bucks. Uh, okay, Chad, I'm back. comes out to 330 per mile. Dang, I'm glad you're back now. I'm over sweating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm running out things well, to talk about. <laughs> well, well, it looked like you, look like you might have gotten some people to start, start getting boastful, at least. Uh, well, I, got, I wish I could have done anything to get them on there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bring them on, bring them on, man. I'm out of breath. <laughs> okay. So I got this. Yeah, I, I, I noticed that it's not as easy as, as, it, as it may seem <laughs> at times, but it makes it better when you got a little bit of holler participation. So yeah, I'm gonna put you. Um, I got I still got seal up, but I got Melissa that's calling in from Texas, and she wants to know where do you. Find good rates. I think that's what it says here. Well, let's just go to Melissa in Texas. Hi, Melissa. This is uh, Rico and Chad. I can help. Hi. 
Yeah, I, I mean, where do you find a real good rate? When I call, I uh, from the load boards, I don't, I don't get a three dollars or more. All right, I get. Melissa. Uh, yeah, hey Melissa, you you, uh, you have a step deck, right? Yeah, I got a step deck. Yeah, step deck. Okay. Um, well, uh, and, and you said one thing. You said one thing there that uh, clued into me when you, because you said when you call on loads, you don't get the three dollars per mile. And uh, I, I don't call on loads. I rarely, rarely do I call on loads. And I struggle with it when I do call on loads because I don't like to be the person that begs for for a load. Um, I, I want you to focus more on posting your truck and stay in I the area. I do post my are, truck. I don't get any calls in the area that I post my truck in. I get calls from like. Uh, places where they look me up and uh, they see me out of South Carolina. I get loads out of South Carolina, but I'm not in South Carolina. Okay. Um, okay, Melissa, where do you like to go to? Where, where, where do you like to What lane do you like to concentrate on? Does it matter where I like to go? Where is the money? I'll go where the money well, is. That, that, that's... That's what that's what we're gonna that's what we're gonna try to help. We need to try to narrow it down so we can try to figure out how we can best uh, focus our attention on to, to get you the desired results that you want. Now you said you had a flat. Yeah, well you would be uh, considered in the flatbed setting, even though you're a little bit more specialized because you have the step deck. Um, and everywhere right now, it's showing that the uh, flatbed freight is in high demand. So. What what let's uh let's go from this week. What what have you been experiencing this week? Where, where have you picked up from, and where have you delivered to? I picked up the load in Florida for twenty three hundred. It's going to Dallas area out of Jacksonville. What 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 city you picked up in Jacksonville? Jacksonville to actually Frisco. I need to uh, fuel tank. It's very easy, and it's not lumber. It's, like, less than uh, real heavy. It's, like, 30000 or less. And you went to Dallas, no, Texas? I already, yeah, I got, a, I got a load out of um, Tyler going to Austin, where I wanted to end up okay, what for did, what 750 did, what did, Now, this, this load hold is hold only hold 230 hold miles. Hold on a second. Hold on, hold on yeah. a second, Melissa. How much? How much did you say you got paid on the uh, Jacksonville to Dallas load? Twenty three hundred. What you said, twenty three hundred? Yep. Okay. Well, according to the spot market rates that I've seen on that particular lane, that's not terrible. I mean, you're you're right. You're above. Actually, that was above the average. Uh, the average in that lane was a dollar fifty nine plus a fifty three cents fuel surcharge, which puts it at two dollars and twelve cents on the average spot market. And uh, and if you got twenty three hundred, you were right there near the top of the market in that for that particular uh, segment, which should have been two dollars and thirty five cents to the truck um, on nine hundred and ninety seven miles. Well, it's more like so that. For me, it's more because of the deadhead, but... Oh, okay, so you had some deadhead in there. And that, that, now, now, anytime that you 
are in a market. Let, and let me pull, let me see how Jacksonville was looking at the time. Flatbeds. Well, I can't go back and look at historical, but Jacksonville is actually a hot market for flatbed freight right now. I'm showing an 81, 81 load, loads to one truck in the Jacksonville market. So it, I'm, I'm showing, as of right now, 2,204 loads and only 27 trucks available. Okay. So, which, in, in, in order to put yourself in a, the thing, the number one thing about negotiating that we keep talking about is having adequate information. If you, if you knew that, um, where was your truck posted at when you got the call to go to Jacksonville? You said you had some dead here, so where were you at? Oh, I got the load even before I got to Florida. Okay, I knew well, I wanted to go delivered? to Texas, and that's why I um, was looking for the best paying load. Um, I, I'm not posted in right now. I'm not. I'm. I wasn't posting my 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 truck there. I was posting it in uh, Northport. Nobody called me about that because that's where what, I was what going. You, what, what city you were posting for? Northport, Florida. Northport, Florida. Okay, what's it, what major city is Northport near? Oh, that's the Northport is between Naples and, and Tampa. It's on the west side of Florida. Okay, so that would have put you that would have put you down in that would have put you down in Lakeland. Yeah, that would have put you down in the, in the Lakeland market, which still was a pretty good market because I'm showing in Lakeland uh, 20 loads to one truck right now. But you, but you specifically wanted to go. Yes, ma'am. 20, 20 loads to one truck. Mostly lumber and and sod over there, which was really wet when I was there because it rained. I mean, you got to okay. look at those things, too. <laughs> Right, right, okay, and, and well. I mean, flatbed is not really flatbed. Is not, is not really my, uh, you know, I, I don't specialize in flatbed. I'm, I'm more so of a reefer and drive-in type of, uh, of guy. But I'm, I'm, I'm willing to bank on that all of these the information that we're talking about is, is transferable as far as the load to truck ratio. If, if you understand uh, yeah. the load to truck ratio. Then you, it will put you well, in a better position to be able to. Uh, recall. Can I, to be, can I just give you one example of what I, what I encountered here in Texas? Sure. For example, I'm looking for a load. Like, get this: out of Tyler to Austin, I get 750 for 230 miles. When I look out of Austin to get anywhere, I can't find anything. I found one load going out of Austin on Monday, going to Dallas. For four hundred and fifty dollars, and these are the concrete slabs. The the load going into Austin paid seven hundred and fifty and two hundred and thirty miles. It's the same mileage, just a little bit different product, similar weight, and such a diversity in in pricing. Why? What what's the deal with that? I mean, that's three hundred dollars more for the same mileage, same weight. That's what we deal with out here for some reason. Jan, you want to take that one on real quick? I'm checking out over here. Yeah, sure. Um, hey, uh, I was listening to the end. Uh, 
I am coming out of Tyler to Austin, 230 miles, okay, $750. Yeah. Out of Austin to Dallas, a little bit north of Dallas, okay, uh, I am yeah. getting it for $450. Nothing, there was nothing else really going you're out taking, on you're Monday. You're it for 450 Yeah. $450 is what you're taking it for, right? Yeah. Um, and, and that's still you know, two dollars a mile, a little bit over. And you, you want you, you you're wanting to go back to Austin because uh, because of family or for the Fourth of July. Uh, you turned yourself into a bad caller. I mean, I I would never. Well, I, I no, would be I'm not saying it's a bad. I don't know. So you get most I mean, I, I didn't turn. I mean, I I got that other load for seven fifty, same way. Yeah. And now this one's paying four fifty, right? Yeah. So it balances it off, but still. That's did you, did you try negotiating with them? Yeah. Did you try negotiating with them over it? Well, I did. I I told him I was, you know, I used to get those a little, a little bit higher. He wanted four four twenty five, and he said I said four fifty, and he said I can go four fifty. Oh, gee, okay. I should have said I'm getting a 230 miles for 750. How about 750? I know this this product this product pay more. They don't pay more going out of Austin. It's the product. It's the company, and you know they can get trucks out of there for that yeah, much. Yeah. So it's All knowing right. that okay. market I'm, too. So. Okay, I'm back now. I'm gonna listen. I'm, I'm I keep hearing a lot of stuff. It sounds like you're calling on a bunch of loads. Are you are you calling on all these loads, or are you letting them call? I call you? all the time. That's how I stay moving. I don't sit in the truck stop waiting for brokers to call me. I would be blue in the face if I did that. <laughs> you know, I would never well, make any that, money. That, that, that's that, that, that's 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 kind of what we're trying to trying to get you to to, to have a little bit of patience. What? To sit down and wait and twiddle my thumbs and perhaps I will get a good load. No, see, see, see I sometimes you know, I read, that, that, that's, that's where see, sometimes that's where it pays to have some patience, especially when you're dealing in the spot market. If if they if they notice, we talked about this before. The brokers, all they do all day long is make phone calls. All they do all day long is negotiate. So they're they're much better at it than than most carriers are that that try to negotiate their rate. And if they and if they see you, you know, they know how to play the game. Of that's all we got in it, and they can kind of pick up on little nuances in your voice to to, to tip them off to let let them know how desperate you may be or, or may not be. And you yeah. have to be okay. So let me ask so you this then. What would, what would you suggest to me to do this? I'm going to be in Dallas on when, on when Tuesday, Tuesday morning I will deliver this load coming out of Austin Tuesday morning. I don't have a load right now, so what would you suggest to me? Dallas is not a bad place to be for Steptec next week, is, is, you know, are, Tuesday. Are you, po are, you po are you posted already? I am posted already. They posted me on that. I called them today, and they said that they can post me, and they posted me. Okay. 
So who? So how are you called that? And they posted you. Yeah, I have the account. I'm paying fifty dollars each month, and I never use it. I use Get Loaded because it's convenient for me. That is not convenient for me to use. But they said I can call them in, and they can post me, and they can search for loads for me. Actually, a person is going to do it. I'm going to have a personal secretary. Okay. I haven't never done it that way. That's um, I like I like to have a little bit more control over it. That way I can see oh, what's going on. Oh, I do too. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work you, out you, the first time. Do you have a Do you have a computer? I do have a computer. Of course, I can look into it, but I can't use the computer while I'm driving. I'm mostly driving. I I make money driving. I I, I understand that. You're absolutely right. You don't make no money unless you're behind the wheel. But what, what I'm if trying I to stop, suggest to that's you half is, an hour, you know, it's not going to make my delivery or a pickup. You know what I mean? I understand. So what I'm suggesting to you is, is if you can sit down and have, do you know? Okay, what do you have your truck posted for? Do, where where you want to go to? You already, no, you already I don't have your where I want to go. I want to go for a good rate. Let's let's put it that way. I have a whole month now that I don't care where I go. I just want to make money. Let's. Let's look at Leo. All right. Let's see if we can help you. Well, one thing, one thing about this is that when you're coming out of the Dallas-Fort Worth area, you want to try to go back to another area that's going to keep you in a hot market. And one thing that right now okay. with flatbeds, you are, you are in demand uh, pretty much all over the country. But once again, I'm, I'm going to implore you that you're going to have to, have, a, have to exercise a little bit of patience when dealing with these brokers, when negotiating on these loads, because if you're calling, like like we've stated before, they can see uh, some some of the software that they have. They can see if you've been clicking on their load. Uh, they can, you know, just off of the tone of your voice, they can gamble and detect on how desperate you may or may not be. And they will use all of those different uh, tactics to their advantage when negotiating with you. Now, coming out of Dallas, um, I'm showing you ought to do excellent coming out of Dallas. Uh, the rates the rates out of Dallas have been averaging $2.97 a mile for, for the flat uh-huh. and, 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 and with the uh, And with a, uh, a step deck, I'm, I would imagine you should be able to do a little bit better than that. And as, and as I'm talking to you, Melissa, I'm, I'm noticing that... Our good friend uh, uh, George is on the line. Maybe he might have some input as well. Let me let me see if I can grab George. What? George is on the line? Oh, goodness. George, are you there? George Gilmore. Hey, are you there? George. Is this George Gilmore? George Gilmore? Oh, George. Uh, hey. George? Hey, can you hear me? George, are you there? And Rico? I heard you. Yes, sir. Hey, how are you? Um, hey, Melissa, I'm, I'm listening to you. You're, I can judge there's a lot of frustration in your voice, and I know darn well the broker's seeing it. Rico's nailed it. They're, they're, you've got to sit back and relax. And, and here's the one thing I, I know very well, and this is from my background of having been in sales. It kind of goes back to the used car salesman, if you want to say, so I don't want to relate to it, is, the next person that speaks loses. Um, I, 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 I went to the CNC in 2012. I listened to George. I like George's style on negotiation, a lot of it. I don't know what his sales background is, 
but that's where I think so much comes from the sales background and ability, you know, to talk and listen and build a relationship. And trust me, I had a problem with all of those, but but I can sense you have a ton of frustration in the way you're quoting it, and, and you keep saying, I just want to make money. Well, sometimes it's not just that. It's more than that. And, you know, and keep in mind, you know, Rico and, and Chad talked about it last week. I mean, I've been in business now. My authority next month, August 16th, will have been two years since it was applied for and granted. Um, ironically, my daughter's birthday, when I applied, uh, I left my full-time job uh, a year and a half ago and went full bore and gave it a shot. But, you know, you've got to be patient and you got to have your confidence about it. And I, I feel like you're, you're you know... It, Everyone wants to chase the dollar, and I listen to everyone, you know, on the rate per miles, and it's not always just about the dollar. It's more about building the relationship with the customer. And and 99% of my freight is direct customers. I want to fix that 1% and make it go away. Well, can I say something? Absolutely. Okay. Well, I'm, I was thinking about that today, about building a relationship. You know, I was thinking... I go to so many different truck stops, you know, and I, I'm i always kind of nice to everybody. I don't necessarily want to build a relationship with those people that work there, you know, just because maybe they'll, you know, make sure that I go first to take a shower or get a bed, no, no, I don't know, hot no, dog. Let, let, yeah. let, me, let me interrupt you just quick. Those aren't the, listen, I want to make relationships with those people too, but those aren't the ones that are going to give you freight and pay you. Here, here's a prime you know, example. I went. I, well, I stopped by Freightliner. Let me let me share this. I stopped by Freightliner this afternoon. Had to get, run some information on a VIN number for a, a medium duty truck. A friend of mine's looking to buy, and you know he goes, "Hey, do you still know them?" I said, oh, "Yeah." Let me go see Charlene. Hold up the number. We started talking. By the time I left, after she told me about three trucks that were in there, two of them, one was Werner, one was Herb out of Canada, emission truck, about to be out of service, they're not running, derating, don't know how to get them going, don't think they'll get these guys out of here for the holiday, they're stuck. I leave her my card saying, hey, when Werner calls you and you're dealing with the, the logistics or dispatcher saying, how do I get my trailer to Buffalo, to Columbus, give him my number. Well, you know, you interrupted me, so I guess I didn't get to finish what I was going to say. Okay, I'm but sorry, go ahead. What I was, yeah, what I was going to say is that not necessarily do you want to build a relationship with everybody or anybody, but your relationship is being built by you doing the good job and quality work and doing what you're supposed to be doing. So when I am dealing with the brokers, I go in with that, notion that I am going to do the job that they require me to do, and they're going to do the job that they, they're supposed to do. Give me the load, take care of the confirmation rate, and get, you know, and pay me when I'm done with the job and appreciate my work. I don't need that accolade, and if I do a good job and I do it on a timely basis and I do as they require, they'll remember me, and you know what? They do remember me. I don't need to introduce myself. They'll know me because it's going to be on the confirmation rate and that's going to come out later. But well, if I am going to call, wait a minute, if I'm calling about the job, I'm not going to waste their time by introducing myself. 
Yes, I am only calling to find out about the load and what it is and where is it going and if it's going to work for me. If it is, then I will be nice and then I will tell them who I am and what I want and what I require. And okay, that's what I wanted me, to say about that. Now, uh, now you pull, you pull uh, most of your freight from, from the broker boards? I pull most of the loads from the broker boards, but I have relationship with relationship. I did loads for brokers, and I have their numbers, and I know where they're located, and I know if I needed to call them, I would call them and say, hi, I did a load for you back, like, back then. Do you have any loads in this area, you know? But I, I when I go in the but, area... But I understand that, but what I'm saying is you did a load way back then. I don't want to discount what you gave, what you offered, and what you did, but they don't remember you. Yeah, they don't remember you because they don't really care. All they are supposed to do is, you know, deal with the loads that they have at hand at that moment, you know, and that's what I, you know, they, you know, I, I understand my relationship and wanting them to remember me. Oh, maybe if I really did the load for them and made them pay me a lot, maybe they'll remember me, you know. I don't know. Mm. Well, no, I don't. But but here's my question to you. So uh, l l let's look at let's look at either year to date this year or last year. How, what's the greatest number of loads that you've dealt with the same broker, the same person? You know what? What's the greatest I number? Have, I have done a lot of jobs with J. I mean, a lot of loads in the beginning when I just got my authority with J. B. Hunt coming out of um, San Antonio because I was stationed kind of close. But then they lost that contract, so I couldn't do those loads anymore, so I stopped dealing with them because they didn't have any loads for me, you know, so I went somewhere else. I mean, they had loads, but they didn't have anything that I could use, so I'm still searching for a very good company where they have loads that are, you know, that are good for me, that pay well. I mean, that's why I'm asking. Oh, where do I okay, well, okay, and, and you know what, you've got some that pays good, good points there. Where, where's home for you? What's that? Where's home? Well, home is in South Carolina. I don't like loads out of South Carolina. They put me 150 okay. miles out of where I'm at my home. Okay, hold on, hold on for a second. Breath. What I'm, what I'm trying breath. to say, put, put your broker hat aside, shut off the computer. When you're at home in South Carolina, what town are you in? Uh, near Camden. I mean, I'm in, that's my address, but I mean, that's near Columbia, and that's 150 miles from Charlotte. It's about, well, it's 80 miles from Charlotte. It's 150 miles from Greenville. It's 150 miles down from Charleston, where the loads are. Listen, have you, have you tried to go down to Kubota? Have you tried to go down to Kubota outside of Columbia? Kubota tractors? Do you like hauling the tractors? What? Kubota tractors has a plant there in Columbia. I'm sorry? Kubota, Kubota the tractor. Yes, Kubota the tractor company. They have a plant right there in Columbia. Have you, have you tried contacting those guys? Uh, Kubota? Yes, ma'am. Kubota. You said Kubota. Yes, ma'am. I haven't really contacted any of the companies myself, shipping companies. The, the load that I just picked up out of Jacksonville, I talked to them and I asked them, 
you know, how much do you ship and where do you ship from? They said, well, they have this generator plant down there. I can pick up from the generator plant, bring it to them, and then they can load me up and take it over there. But, I mean, I can't deal directly with shipping companies. I'm not familiar with how that, all that works because, you know, I'm relying on brokers right now. And, I mean, that's, I know that's, that that's what, an that's option, what, that's but what I haven't want you to do. it that, yet. That's what, that's, that's what we want you to do. We want you to start to... Basically, we're going to challenge you to start coming out of your comfort zone. Right now, you're, 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 you're a little comfortable and you're, and you're getting frustrated with the results that you're getting. But we're going to, we've got to challenge you to begin to well, expand, expand your horizons a little bit and try, and, and try, and try, and try, and try some things, try things a little bit differently than what you've already been doing. Um, and we definitely... Uh, hey, listen, I've been doing that, this that, only for six months so far, you know, so it's not like I am the hand at it. You guys have been doing it for much longer, and that's why I'm coming here to ask you guys. Right. I know my comfort zone, you yeah. know. And that's why we're trying to offer you guidance. I mean, yeah. you're, you're, you're a small town. Like, I mean, think of all of your family members, cousins, friends, friends of friends, your neighbor. You, you may talk to your neighbor and find out, oh, yeah, he's a traffic manager at... ABC company. Focus, and here's the other thing I want to say, focus on the little guys. Don't go, don't, you know, J.B. Hunt, yeah, you know what, when I started my business, they contacted me and wanted to do power only. I wanted to pick up yeah. my trailer in Ohio, and they said, yep, we can do power only. I said, great. I'll grab a trailer, take it to Ohio to pick up my Kentucky and bring it back. They're like, nope, we want a 10-day commitment. I said, well, we're done. I'll bobtail out. And they weren't paying anything. Well, I mean, they had pushed me, too, but I never pulled for them as a, as a power only. But they really helped me set up my, um, you know, company with, with them. So that was a good thing. They keep wanting me to go power only. But, I mean, what am I going to do with my trailer then? I don't want to do box. I, I'd rather not do box. I want to do my step deck. So, you know. Well, I, don't, I understand. But, it, but if you're... It, in your town, and they want to offer you power only, and it pays well. I mean, consider it. I mean, especially if it gets you back. Yeah, but another thing. I that, mean, another thing that I you want to consider it, but I was able to run. You know, there's got to be some good paying rates somewhere for step back right now through the brokers. You know, I know it's I'm gonna, I'm gonna, Illinois. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna listen. This is what I'm gonna do. Um, and Chad, are you there? Yeah, here. Um, I know you yes. had threw an offer out there that you were willing to do some free coaching with some people. Um, I, I, I've, been wait, I've been waiting. Absolutely, this is. I was waiting for you. I was waiting for Melissa to say something to me. Uh, yeah, and uh, get my turn to talk. Melissa, hey, I think I want. I want you to. I want to go. Through, I want to do this with you. I want you to uh, hear the way I. I want you to go through all the steps that I do. Uh, and, and I want you to hear how I go through them and how I talk to the broker. I want you on the other end. And the first, the first time we do this, I want you to just listen. Listen to the way I talk to them and how I sell yourself to the broker and how I negotiate the loads. And we might, we might go through several of them. Right now, uh, right now you're going to Austin. And when you leave Austin, you're open, you're open for, uh, you're open to go in anything, anywhere, right? As long as it's step back, right? I am going to be in Dallas on Tuesday Tuesday afternoon. Tuesday okay, afternoon. so let me let me do this. Let me do this, Chad. Uh, Melissa, it, Melissa, is it is it okay? 
Is, is it okay if I if I take down your phone number and, and give it the chance so we can try to help coach you up on some of this stuff? Uh, Chad, Robert, yeah, yes, yeah, sure. Yes, okay, so so yeah. so I, I have I, I I'm I'm, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna put you on hold and I'm gonna come to you and I'll get your information and, and I'll pass it over to Chad. So so yeah. hold on hold on for me hold on for me for oh, just one hey, second Rico. and I'll. Rico, or she can, yeah. she, she, uh, she, she, I'm friends with Melissa on Facebook. You can send me a private message. Give me your phone, uh, I don't think I have your phone number, but, uh, you can send me your phone number on there. Uh, get, we can start talking there. Um, and that's the way we can do that. Yeah. Well, I'm going to help you out, Melissa. Yeah. So we'll get, we'll get us some free coaching. And I think that, I think that she, she, she said that she's only been doing it for a short period of time. And I think that what she, would benefit from is learning how to do the dance. I, I think that's that's kind of um, where she's lacking at a little bit is learning how to do the actual dance of, of negotiating and talking with the broker. And Chad is, is really good at that. He's excellent at that. That's that's his uh, that's his arena. So uh, you know, we can get you over to Chad and, and let him help you out. Hey George, buddy, how, how you doing, man? I'm doing fine. Um, uh, you know. The, the young lady that, that answered the phone and screened the call, I believe that's your daughter? Yes. You are paying her well, right? <laughs> you yeah, gotta trust me. Her presence on the phone is damn good, and you need to utilize that. She's a wonderful young lady. I don't know how old she is, and said who I was. And she goes, oh, I said, is your dad paying you well? She goes, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you might put some WD forty on that wallet and open it up there, big dog. <laughs> but she, she, she's eating real well, so I, I think we, we're going to work that out. We're going to have to barter some of that, uh, uh, George. We're going to have to a little bit of that. Yeah, I, I think she needs a crisp uh, fifty for the weekend. <laughs> you, you know, hear that we can write out child wages. This is true. We can write out child wages. We're going to look into that. We got another gentleman that, that wants a little little bit of our assistance, guys. Let's see. We got Dan out of Minnesota calling in. He wants to know about uh, Florida loads out of Tennessee going on a flatbed. Dan, are you there? Yes. Dan, I, I, pulled up. I, I jumped over. I jumped over on on um, on my. Uh, Rate thing, and I'm looking at rates coming out of that now. You, uh, did you want rates, or did you want to know about loads? Well, I was kind of looking to find out about a little bit of both. You know what's available, um, and what kind of rates are coming out of there. Uh, well, like we were telling Melissa, she she talked about Jacksonville, and coming out of Jacksonville right now. The Jacksonville market on flatbeds is, is really it's booming. It's eighty one point six loads to a truck. So you ought to be. Okay. Uh, what is Orlando in the Jacksonville market, or is that in its own separate? Ah, market? you said Orlando. No, no, that's a different market. Actually, we're looking at uh, Lakeland market, which is twenty twenty point eight loads to one truck. Okay, which so is still which is which is still a nice nice demand out of that area. Okay. And as far as rates are concerned, I don't have my load board up, but I'm showing that there are 1,060 loads in that area to 51 trucks. So 
those lows could be going all over the place. I know you wanted to know specifically about Tennessee, so I, I don't know. If, I, I I don't have my board open to uh, pull anything to show anything mm -hmm. specifically about Tennessee. Um, but the rates are averaging out of that market, out of the Orlando market, back to Nashville. The um, the range is from a dollar thirteen to a dollar sixty on the line haul, and you need to add a fifty three cents fuel surcharge to that. Uh, so the but the median average for that lane is a dollar twenty six with a fifty three cents fuel surcharge is a dollar seventy nine coming out of the Orlando market. That is the average. But like I just explained, that you are a twenty to one truck low ratio, you need to be a lot better than the average. Okay. So we could ask for a little bit more coming out of there. If I was to, I would be asking for a lot more. <laughs> a lot more. <laughs> okay. I would. Be, um, I would be. I would be a little aggressive on, on that particular lane. It's showing 692 miles from Orlando to Nashville, um, and it was saying a dollar seventy nine. I would probably be trying to push that more closer to um, on the line haul, maybe around a dollar. I would be closer to the top range, around a dollar sixty a mile, which would put. With the fuel surcharge, would put you in the range of two dollars and thirteen cents per mile. Okay. Okay. Which, which translates well, translates into about uh, close to about fifteen hundred dollars on that run. Okay, because the load that I got going down there, the the um, customer that we were pulling for, he's actually said that they're paying us deadhead miles back up into Tennessee. So I thought, well, you know, maybe I could get a little more icing on the cake here and just sweeten that pot a little bit. Um, hey, uh, what was your name again, sir? Ben. Ben. Okay, so you say they're paying you on the deadhead. I, I like what I'm yeah. hearing. So if you, and, and this is where I want to pick on Chad a little bit. He talked about earlier about favorite numbers. Um, I, I understand what he's saying about favorite numbers and, and working with a number to come up with a number that makes you think I've, you thought about it, but there's more to that. One thing I do is say, okay, my truck is parked here. I'm going to point A to pick up. I'm delivering to point B, and then I'm coming back to point A. What are my miles all? And, and you can drag the icon on Google Maps and then say, okay, these are my miles, and say, you know what, if I do nothing but this trip, I want to be at 2 bucks a mile. Now, so the customer is saying they're paying you for the deadhead. What, what, what do they say, or what are they paying you for the deadhead coming back? Um, as far as I understand, I'm still getting my line haul and my fuel surcharge on the deadhead to come this back up in Tennessee. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and, and you're happy with that rate that they pay you? Um, is, well, the, my... The carrier that I'm leased to, it's a small carrier. It's all owner-operators, no company trucks. But we do a lot of drop-and-hook trailers. Um, and we got, like, two real main customers that we pull for, and they have really good rates. Um, and then one, there's one way. a few brokers. Yeah. Actually, both of them will pay us deadhead miles to come back. Um, but what, but but there what is, is that number? Is that if you're going... We're at, then, like, if you're going from Nashville to uh, whatever, you know, let's say it's 600 miles, 
and you get paid three bucks a mile to go down. Well, we're gonna, and they say we're gonna pay you deadhead to come back. Are they gonna pay you three bucks a mile to come back, or do they fix a number to deadhead? This load is uh, this load's actually originating up in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota here, and I'm taking it down to Orlando to deliver Tuesday okay. morning. Um, and then they. They're paying me to come back up into Tennessee where there's another load for me to pick up there. How much are they paying uh, you to come back up? What is it, 400 miles back up, 500? Well, they're paying me $2 a mile plus fuel surcharge. And then I get... come back? Uh, well, that's to go down and to come back. Uh... I don't know. I mean, that's not awful. You don't have the headache of trying to find something, hunt to find something. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can, and, and like you say, it's a bonus. It's interesting. You know, I mean, that's some of the model that I used. When I first started in my first year of business, I tried to use a model of, okay, I wanted to be or above $2 a mile all miles. And I worked from the base, you know, the, the, the base point of what are all of my miles for this trip. Yeah, okay. and you know what is the value of convenience of okay, you're going back to Nashville, hunt and find something there. You know, uh, well, he he's already got that plan the, the other thing, the, the other thing being, you said that you were leased to a carrier. Um, um, yep. Is the carrier going to? I don't know how you're going to be able to pull that off if they're not going to load you back it, because. They would have to approve well, he, any loads or anything. He's, he's pretty flexible. I mean, if I if I do find something, I can discuss it with him, and um, I can usually he'll I'll give him the information, and he'll call him and set the everything else up for us or for me to get the load. Do you um, have to give a percentage of that revenue back to the carrier? Yeah, I'm, he's taking 25%, and that pays for the insurance, the trailer maintenance. Yeah, I, I, I understand that, but what, what I'm saying is, you know, I mean, you know, if somebody's at two bucks a mile, which, you know, two bucks I think is respectable. I think more than, you know, if you're saying all miles, but you're saying loaded, I don't know what your deadhead is, paying, you know, 25%, now you're down to 150. I, you know, I think you need to, you know, I don't know how much control you have over that. I thought you were talking about direct customer. Well, it is a direct customer for my ca- the carrier that I'm leased to. Well, we we do do yeah, a lot. Yeah, I'm of, saying in, in my situation, you know, I'm you know, it's a direct customer with me. Yeah. See, I I don't have any of my own direct customers. Um, well, as long as my trailer, it's going to be tough to have any. What's that? And trust me, it's, as long as you're leased to somebody, it's going to be very hard to have your own customers. And trust me, it's very hard mm-hmm. to have your own customer base. I, I, I'm very fortunate, and I couldn't have done it without, you know, 15-plus years in freight sales. Mm-hmm. You know, but I also target more of a niche, unique market of literally I went after business that I listened to customers for 15 years saying, can you do this? Can you do this? It's high value. It's over $100,000. It's oversized. It's, you know, nobody wants to haul this. It's unprotected. Mm-hmm. I want anything that anyone doesn't want to do. Yeah. You know, and I'm afraid, you know, and I don't mean to bash this on the broker side. I, I, I am missing a huge avenue of using brokers 
for a backhaul because I probably have, uh, I need to look at numbers, well over 30, if not 40% empty miles. Mm-hmm. But I factor that into my rate. And, and you know what? I don't want the headache of sitting for a day waiting and going for a load. You know what? I'm coming home. See, and that's, that's the other thing with him. I really didn't want to go to Orlando because we got other stuff that's um, going down into Kansas and Nebraska and stuff, and it's a lot closer for me. Because now i got to call IFTA and add some states to get down to Florida, which I took all that off when I renewed my tags on the truck because I hadn't been there in five years. And I told the carrier that, and he's he's like, well, you know, are you going to take it or not? And I'm like, well, I, I really don't want yeah, to, you I, know. I mean, well, well, here's the one thing That's I want to say yeah. regarding that, because I'm re- not renewing my IFTA right now, and there's all these West Coast states that I don't handle, and I talked with a friend of mine, my buddy Dave, and I said, listen, if I not... 12 states on the west off, am I going to save a ton? He goes, yeah, no. two, three hundred. Well, that two, mm-hmm. three hundred that you saved is now an aggravation. Mm-hmm. And I, when I did that, my purpose was to just try and stay more regional. Mm-hmm. Um, because, uh, you know, I, I'm trying to get the miles down and the revenue up. And that's what I've been trying to do with this guy. But he's got guys that'll go anywhere, you know, and he has a hard time saying no to his customers. So when it puts, you know, the burden on us drivers, us owner operators that are at least on to them, you know, uh, trying to make it all work. Yeah, but you guys are an extension of him. You are everything except being called an employee. Yeah, which is right. which is what it should be. He mm-hmm. sells, you move it. Yeah. You know, and the name on the door. I mean, yes, ultimately, you know, it's your your name, but no, it's really his name, his reputation. And that's one of the biggest fears that I'm facing right now as I have some things come together. How do I ensure I have people doing as I'm going to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, right, and that. that that's 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 one of the biggest the biggest hurdles right there. Um, I'm not sure uh, as far as freight coming out of Florida. Um, I can't. Do you, do you guys think it'd be a good load. idea for me to take that? You know, try to find a, a load I, I, coming I, out of there. I lean I lean more to what. Well, I mean, my 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 thinking is if you don't. When do you renew your tags again? Uh, in Minnesota, we renew at the end of February. I will probably avoid that area until February. I mean, because now you're going to you're going back and adding all that stuff on. You're going to incur more costs, and that's just my opinion. Um, yeah, I will probably wait until yeah. I got ready to renew it, and and then if I just, and then you know you can decide at that point in time. If you're gonna go back down there again or not, um, that's 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 the way I look at it. If I'm not run, if I'm not running to a particular place, like you know, I, I don't I don't see any benefit of having it. You know, uh, paying paying the extra money. I, I I think me and George we talked about that a little bit. And he just talked about it just now with as far as um you know the benefit of having it versus it being a headache. And 
I just know where I like to concentrate my efforts, but by you being leased on to somebody, you kind of have to be able to roll with the pass that. Uh-huh. Let, let, me, let me ask you this. If you find a backhaul out of Florida, do you forfeit the, the deadhead miles you're getting paid for, or is it just a big bonus? No, it'll be a bonus because the customer won't even know about it, pretty much. And what it's kind of trailer? It's flatbed. 48 you know what? Here's another thing. Throw, throw, take a goofy search. Spend some time. You know, I know people complain about Look on your ship. You may think find some of the goofiest crap that people want to move. <laughs> you know, put, a, put two cars on there. You know, you know see if you'll get set up with a company called Central uh, Dispatch. I haven't done that yet. You know, you pay 50 bucks to a guy come in with a rollback, roll two cars on there, pay you 600 bucks each, bring them back and be done. You know, you know I, I'm not advocating you ship because trust me, I've had a bunch of crap, but if he goes into you ship, finds a piece of machinery wanting to come back, Tell him to ask a question on your ship and sign it. John Wilson Trucking. You know what? It, hopefully you'll find the one out of ten that has a brain there that will take John Wilson Trucking, and I don't know, that's not the name of your company, and, and we'll Google search it, get your phone number, and call you. Yeah. I mean, I've done, you know, I've done stuff with your ship, and one was, move was through your ship, seven... Mm -hmm you know, were very painful ways to try to get people to contact me directly, and they did. You know, and they paid cash in hand or whatever, PayPal right away. Yep. You know, I, I, you, you've got to search for a ton. You know, you, and you've got to yep. go to weird ideas. Okay. Well, I just, you know, because I'm, I'm applying for my own authority because I want to get out and just do my own thing and get out from underneath the bureaucracy, if you want to say, of being leased onto somebody, because he kind of just didn't give me a choice on this, because I, you know, like today, when I, I called, or he called me, and he asked me if I was going to take this Florida load, and I said, well, you know, I hemmed and hot around about it, and he goes, well, I'm glad you're not a doctor in the ER, because I'd be dead by now. I said, well, I'm trying to stall, because I don't want to do the load. You know, I would yeah, just do to leave? Short Saturday stuff. afternoon, Saturday morning to be there Monday? Uh, no, I got to leave Sunday morning to be delivered Tuesday in Orlando. Uh, you're still home for the holiday. Yeah, yeah. But when I called in yesterday, when I told him I got unloaded, he said, well, there, I, you know, it's a holiday weekend. Things are really slow. I said, okay, well, is there some short stuff around that we can do, you know, or I can just go out and back. And he goes, well, are you going to take that Florida load or not? I go, well, if that's the only thing that's going on, I suppose I'll have to go load it, you know, and then come home and sit. And he goes, well, I got this other load, too. Why don't you go run and do this, and you'll be home tonight yet. And it's like, you know, I, I just wish he would have just came out and said that he wanted me to do that. And, hey, well, and well, why didn't you do both of them? Well, that's what I did. I'm, I'm on my way home now from delivering the other load. Um, well, I mean, because, right. I mean, you know, I talk so much about customer service. Customer service is the man that you just talked to and you get your paycheck from. Obviously, he was having a problem covering that load, you know, or whatever, because he made a commitment to the customer. Yeah. And that commitment needs to be there. And if he, uh, I mean, you're, no, you're, the rate that you're going to pay is not, you know, 
I, I yeah. don't know. I think it's well above the average. Yeah. Well, see, this load that I just did is another one of his direct customers that we do work for all the time, and they pay phenomenal rate. And well, um, you know, sometimes you got to take some some uh, some lumps. Yeah, I believe me. I've I've taken plenty of lumps, and I just I did get real boisterous with them and tell them what I thought about some certain stuff that was going on the way he was running me. And one day he called me and just told me, he said, you know, I think we just need to part ways. And I, I said, well, you know, I, I, did, I don't want to do that right now. I said, you're not getting rid of me that easy. And we worked things out. I said, well, I'll just, you know, so now I'm biting my tongue and just kind of doing what I need to do until I do get, get my own authority. And I'm just biding my time, you know, with, with him. And... You know, he, he he's a nice guy, he's willing to help you out, but I'm just to the point now where I, I feel almost like I'm forced to do some of this stuff. Otherwise, he's going to, you know, treat me like a little child and make me sit. Well, it sounds like he's kind of giving you a scarlet letter. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. It is what it is. But I also don't want you to think jumping up, getting your authority you're going to be out sitting fat, dumb, and happy. It's no. it, it, it's a lot of freaking work. I mean, trust me, I'm I'm still going through it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, right. I, you know, there are times I sit, and like this week I sat. I haven't done a whole lot, but by design, because I had three phenomenal weeks, very happy for what we did for, for our company, my wife and I. Mm-hmm. Um, you, know, and, you know, but, you know, I did a move today for a customer, um, very good customer of mine. And he goes, how much? I said, I don't know, Jim. You're getting me into the door of someone else. It's 10 miles down the road. I wasn't doing anything. I felt happy as can be to do it, you know, meeting the president of the company who I met at a party a couple weeks ago, sitting there. You know, my trailer is a step deck, Kentucky. I have airbags inflated to back up to the dock. One of the airbags exploded while I was there. Well, you know, everybody from the machine shop and everyone walking out, what happened? I have an airbag that exploded, and I'm like, well, that's all it was. I, I thought it might have been a tire, but no way. The tires are brand new, and, uh, <clears throat> you know, these are the lumps you take, but yet I have another move I'm doing for a customer local that will be phenomenal. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's seven stops. I've already picked up the trailer. They preloaded. I use their trailer, and I have three stops in Syracuse, one on the way back, and three more in Rochester. I'll be done by 1, 2 o'clock tomorrow. Yeah. You know, you know, you know, but these are relationships that, you know, it it takes so much work and so many people won't and they're not willing to do it. Yeah. See, and, uh, he, you know, this guy that I'm leased on to, he, he will hire me back as a uh, kind of a subcontractor. So he does have other owner operatives with their own authority and their own trailers, and they'll just throw their trailers in the pool, you know, and... He, he'll run them just, just the same as me. And I'm kind of hoping that maybe that's, you know, my avenue. But when I don't want to do something, you know, I can just tell them, well, I got something else going on. I'm busy, you know, over here or whatever. And yeah, but then again, he may not be calling you when he has something good. Right. See, you get there. Because that, that's, that's the conundrum that you're running into. And you kind of mm-hmm. need to... 
You, you, what, I, what I think you may need to do is maybe go in and talk with your guy that you're with now. Say, hey, I really like to, you know, tell him what it is that you want to do. And, yeah. and, and, and try to uh, see if there's something, some kind of way that, that you guys can work together so that you can say, okay, I really like running primarily here and here. Do you think we can work together to build up some type of a lane or something in this area and just come at it from a different approach versus it being more of an adversarial thing. Just kind of maybe see if there's some kind of way that you can kind of get him to get, you know, to get in the boat with him and row in the direction that he's going in and and try to see if, if, uh, you know, you can maybe help him expand his operation to an area that's more conducive to what you like to do. Think about it. Think about Think, think about coming at it from outside of the box situations. You gotta always just try to keep your mind working around how is a different way for me to approach the situation. Walk around it, and you know, just and, and maybe bounce it off of a couple of people, and, and and get some different input on. You know, I really would like to stay concentrated in this primary. That's kind of what I've been hearing from your conversation that you you kind of like running in an in a, in a area that he wants you going in, a, in an opposite direction. Well, maybe you can yeah. do something where it's a, where you can help him build a win-win situation. And now at, at, at the present time, say, you know, look, I understand it may take us a little while to get up and running in, in the area that I like to run. And, and for the meantime, in between time, to show you how much I'm dedicated to you, I'm going to bust my hump to do whatever it is that you want me to do. But I, I want to commit, I want a solid commitment in return that, you know, uh, that, you, you know, maybe we can try to help help me build a little area, build a little niche in this area so that, you know, we can begin to do this and, and, and I may be able to help start recruiting some guys so we can get more capacity in this area, something like that. You know, you got to kind of think of it mm-hmm. from another angle and, and, put, and put it in a good package so that it may be uh, more receptive on his end. But So you've so you always got to be kind of thinking, you know, how can I sell this to him and at the same time get what I want? And that's basically, you know, yeah. you just got to kind of, like I say, just walk around it a little while and come at it from a different angle. Mm-hmm. Because at the end, at the, end of the day, week, the customer, the customer is, is, needs to be serviced. And, and like, like George was saying, you know, right now he is your customer and his customer, you know, he's trying to service this customer. So you have to try to service him because that's where your paycheck is coming from. Yeah. Because last week he called me out of the blue and asked me, he goes, hey, I got a, a customer, and it's, it's pulling Conestoga, running lumber, you know, multiple jobs, doing this, doing that. And it, I know that he had done work for him in the past, but they called him up and said, hey, we're looking for trucks. You know, what kind of number do you need to run this freight? Um down to, like, Kansas and Iowa and Nebraska and stuff like that. And I, he called me up and asked, asked me, you know, what I thought about it or if I wanted to do it. And I'm like, well, you know, it'd be nice to at least make $2 a running mile to the truck, you know. And well, see, he that, goes, well, that, they that, want... That, 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 wait, 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 Well, anyways, he, I told him what I wanted out of it, and he said that they were looking for a number, and he, you know, he shot 
me some numbers, and I told him, I said, well, it sounds fair, but I said, I think it needs to be a little bit higher because I think the capacity is up in what they want, and, you know, as soon as stuff drops, we're going to be the first ones to be cut out of there, you know, and, and I told him, and he, he even thought the same thing because of the market. It's, you know, it's lumber, it's building materials, and right now things are hot up here um, as far as that goes, and they're looking for trucks, and it's just like, okay. I told him, I said, well, maybe you need to ask him for a, a two-year commitment, you know, or a two-year contract with him. I said, yeah, that's, that's, that, 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 that's, that's not that's not going to be, that, that's not going to happen, especially right now in this market. The, the most you're probably going to get out as far as a commitment out of anybody right now is six, six. months. Nobody's doing the one-year, two, two-year contracts. Um, uh-huh. That's, that's going to be uh, tough sledding. But, um, you know, the other thing about it is that I, I hear you mention about um, every lane is going to pay differently. So you have to kind of get up to speed as to what what those particular lanes are doing. But at the end of the day, like I, I keep preaching this as well, you must know your numbers. If you don't know your mm-hmm. numbers in order to make to make something work, then you're you're really shooting yourself in the foot. It doesn't do any good to talk about all these great rates and everything else. If you have to cut, if you have to be in a, in a really tight market, if you have to be right now, everything is booming. But in a really tight market, you need to know your numbers in order to stay abreast of what it is that you can and cannot do. So I strongly advise you to know exactly what your bottom line numbers are and what races you have to have. And if you can cut costs and trim trim the fat as much as you possibly can to make something work, to do what it is that you like to do, then, you know, at the end of the day, if, that, if that's what makes you happy. It's like, you know, it's like I talk about Chad and, and Chad's, negotiating style versus my uh, style. Chad was willing to go anywhere and everywhere. I'm not so willing yeah. to go anywhere and everywhere. So in, in exchange for that, in order to do what I want to do, I have to give, I give up a little bit of my negotiating uh, uh, leverage, but I'm, but I'm happy doing what I want to do, and I still get a pretty good rate to do what it is that I want to do. But you, you mm-hmm. have to know your numbers in order, in order for something like that to work for you. You kind of have to be on top of your numbers day in and day out so that you can, can find that happy medium, that happy, uh, you know, find that comfort level for yourself. Um, and, and, and so so that's, you know, I, I hope that some of this information that we're giving to you, I hope some of this helps helps you out. And, um, you know, if you got any more questions, we want to try to get one more call in before we wrap it up. Um, if you got any more questions, maybe you can touch that with us sometime next week. Uh I got some closing thoughts, but we're gonna get over to Joe, who has a question about Deadhead Miles before we wrap up. Joe, hey there, Rico. How you doing? I'm well. You on with uh, George and Chad and myself? How can we help? Well, as far as that last gentleman we were just talking to, uh, listening to his comments, he needs to just stay where he's at. He doesn't need his authority because why in the hell would anybody want a two-year commitment to freight rates now? They're going sky high. You lock it in now. You might be at four dollars a mile in two years from now, and you're locked in at two dollars a mile. Uh, his comment about put the dead put the load on there, and his customer may never know. 
if his customers find out he's put a dead head on them when they're paying them, guess who's going to lose a customer? Not a good point. That, that man has, you know, I mean, wow. Yeah, thanks, Joe. I, I, didn't, I, guess I, I guess I didn't think about it in that manner. Uh, I mean, and I don't know how it's negotiated. That may be also something that his boss has negotiated. Okay, I'm getting six bucks a mile down, but I am breaking it down in this manner to get you home. Yeah, because he said he's getting the same rate to come back up. Or if he's being paid to come back up, and he puts a load on there, because uh, there's been times my customers paid me to come back from Maine, and you know what I haul, George, and then, you know, it's like people say, why don't you put a load on there? Uh-uh, I got ethics. My customer pays, he's getting the exclusive use of my empty trailer. If I put something on there, I'm not risking a 24-year commitment that I've had with my customer because I'm stupid and going to put something on there. $1,000, $2,000, it ain't worth it. Absolutely. Right. Then you may, run, you, you may run into a problem on trying to get the load delivered, and then it screws you up trying to <laughs> get your reload. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, exactly. when you're being to come back, come back empty, and then, like I said, the, the, the right there where he says he's about a two-year commitment, who would want a two-year commitment? The shipper would love a two-year commitment right now so they can lock in the rates as they are. But being right. a carrier, and that's a, I, don't want a, I don't want a commitment because tomorrow the rates are going up, and I'm going to be on that curve. Exactly. Absolutely. And I think that one of the things, I think one of the things that we got to do is, you know, one of the things we they start looking into doing a little bit more here on the podcast. So we got to start talking a little bit more about um, shifting your mind frame and, and dealing, you know what I'm saying? It, we're talking about race and everything, but I think that some people, I know we got a lot, a lot of new listeners and a lot, a lot of new people are coming in, but I think we have to get people prepared mentally to be able to uh, address the issues that are coming up. I think that sometimes I think there's not quite uh, – um, a good connection of connecting of the dots, if you will, on, on what it's going to take to actually achieve what it is that we've been talking about as far as getting better rates. Oh, yeah, because what I'm doing right now is I'm working on going from three trucks to five trucks, and I'm, I know where I'm at now. I'm looking at where I need to be in a year or two years from now because whatever I'm at now has already been dealt with. I, I'm not worried about tomorrow or anything. Those, If you're worried about your numbers tomorrow, you're already behind the eight ball. This industry changes, and you need to know your numbers today, but you need to be looking right. six months out and a year out, because if you don't, you're going to be gone. Yeah, you got to be doing projections. You got to be doing You got to be doing projections down the road and, and, and kind of trying to get a feel for having goals and, and things of that nature. And I think that's something else that, you know, these are new things that we need to be incorporating in to try to help people out along the way to equip them to be able to deal with the, the changing market. Other, other than just talking about rates and, you know what I'm saying, the, the, the little bit of a, a surface stuff that we deal with, we want to start and try and take it a little bit deeper so we can try to help uh, help people a lot more. Yeah, I Like I was saying yeah. with the deadhead and stuff, I mean, we still need to uh, not lose sight of our ethics out here. You know, we don't need to be so greedy that we give everything over to the to the wrong side and lose our ethics and our morality out here, you know. We need to, we need to keep that center. Great, great point. Great you point, know, and, 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 that, and that's, that, that's one thing that everybody talks, you hear so much talk about uh, brokers not having any ethics. Um, 
that's something that we, we definitely want to make sure that we are holding ourselves accountable to on having good ethics and doing good business. Yeah. You know, here's one thing I want to one thing I want to say with regard to that of ethics. I listened to it when I was in LTL sales. When I, you know, we every bro- LTL company I worked for had a brokerage. The ethics went out the window. But you know what the customer liked? The customer went to the broker because they felt that was the best avenue for ethics. That which yeah. puts it down to what Joe and I have talked about. Joe and I talk a lot. You know what? You 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 gotta put a value on getting your own customers. Right. You know, there's just nothing to it. And I I wish somebody would say to me, you know, oh, George, it's easy. Well, maybe it was easier for me. But you know what? It took me 15 years to build that relationship. I talked to a very good friend of mine, you know, two friends that are in their early 30s. They're like, yeah, but you can do it. I'm like, well, fine. I'm 48 years old. You're in your early 30s. You know what? Call me in 15 years. Tell me how you're doing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen overnight. But it, but in order for it to, for you to begin to do it, you got to start. And you can't sit. You know, you you, you you got you have to start. You got to come out of your comfort zone because nothing is going to happen in your comfort zone. That's why the, 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 the you know that's why I say it's comfort zone. You got to challenge yourself. Well, you got to begin to grow. And the other thing is, remember, don't take it personal. When they say no, they're not saying no to you personally, and they're only saying right. no today. Tomorrow is a different day. Tomorrow they may be saying, hell yes. And, and that's the <laughs> other thing is, uh, is, is about, you know, you got to make sure that you stay at ease. Like you just said, Joe, a no today may not be a no tomorrow. you got to have some kind of way to make sure that you are re-contacting, uh, re-engaging with uh, potential customers, I, you know, I call them, have, you know, divide them into different categories. Have your prospects and your suspects, you know. And, Absolutely. And, and, I, you know, I, I remember calling in and talking to Kevin one time where it took me six times to finally get to the right person. Now I'm to the right person. A customer pays me very well for very high value. It's, it's not my art customer. It's someone else. And they pay me round-trip miles. Exactly. And I'm good with that. Exactly. You know, but Rico, Rico I'm going to say this one. I want to say one thing to you here, Rico. I gave you a lead on reefer business. Have you done anything with it? You know what, Jordan? I sure had. I need that. I, did I did I get the phone number from you? No, I don't think I got the phone number from you. Yeah, I told you what what the business was. Ice, ice, baby. Right. I, I remember us talking about that, but I didn't get a chance to uh, follow up with it just yet. I, I, I tell you, I've been running like a man with his head cut off here lately. Well, put me back on hold. Let me talk to your daughter. She'll get the business, and you can get a portion of it. You can lease on to her. <laughs> she probably could get the door open better than you or I, because she's probably better looking than you or I. Yeah, you got that right. <laughs> but I think... But I tell you what I'm going to do, I'm definitely going to try to uh, put that on my to-do list on Monday, because I don't have anything booked out on Monday yet, and I'm going to be back in town, and... Uh, I'm going to block some time off to make sure I get that done. <laughs> I will try and, to find some more myself. It's, 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 it's funny you say that because the other day I was I, was, I rolled right by uh, one of those businesses and I was looking at it and I was like, George told me I need to call those guys and, and see if I can help them out with uh, getting some ice in here. Mm, there you go. Maybe maybe you need to, so, you know, get some speakers on your shoulders and, you know, play play uh, play the song. 
But no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to follow up on it. I've been, I've been chasing some other things, but I'm going to follow up on that one as well. I'll try to find some it, more it, from it, my it, side too, but I know the avenue's there. It, it just seems like, I tell you what, man, it, and that's what, uh, you know, I've, I've been trying to help some people out, and then since we've been doing the podcast, and, you know, I, and I get tons of requests, and I, I'm, I need to say this over the, over the air while I had everybody on there. It's not that I, I don't want to help you out, but it just, my time has been really at a crunch since we started this thing, and I get a ton of requests of people wanting me to give them a call or whatever, and I want to definitely help as many people as we possibly can. Unfortunately, I cannot, time doesn't permit me to uh, make those individual phone calls and everything like that. So it's not that I'm ignoring any of you guys or anything like that, but if you shoot me an email or something like that, I can probably uh, respond better with an email or something like that or, or a, mess, a private message on Facebook if you have any questions or anything like that that I can go out with. Like I said, well, I'm, I'm, I'm fully you. in agreement. I'm fully in agreement with you on that. I mean, you know, I I'm certainly not, you know, what I call a, a road warrior out here. But uh, you know what? I got other things going on. I've, I've already got Tim getting upset that I haven't mowed the lawn. Well, I was going to do it tomorrow, but now I got to move, so I'll do it Friday. Cut the grass, George. Cut the grass. <laughs> <laughs> two, two and a half. So, well, actually, it's at least three acres, so it's grass farming. <laughs> Well, gentlemen, uh, I appreciate all your help and participation. Joe, you got anything you want to close out with? We're going to do, we're going to do closing remarks. Nah, we're good, buddy. All right, Joe, well, we appreciate it. Yeah. Man. Sir. Anything you want to close with? Yes. Um, no, great show. Uh, thanks for letting me do the first half of it. Uh, that was fun. Really enjoyed it. Like, uh, like to remind people that, uh, uh, the Facebook group page, Race for Mile Masters. We, uh, you know, we're, we're I'm currently testing something that, uh, might grab some attention, help some people stay awake late at night if they want to talk to other members of the group while they're going down the road. Um, I've got the number posted there on the group page if y'all want to dial it and put in the code. And there's currently right now three in there chatting away. Uh, the group talk line is what we'll call it. That's it. That's all I got to say. Thanks a lot, Rico. Cool beans. All right, George, your turn. You know what, guys, you know, guys and gals out here, you know, just be patient, you know, have fun with it. You know, the last thing the customer wants to hear is any of us complaining. But, you know, just, just have a fun, have a good time. I mean, you know, there aren't many people out here that want to get into this industry. We're doing something that many don't want to. Bring the value and ultimately work to get your direct customers. Talk to your family. Talk to your neighbors, your cousins. You'll be surprised where the connection is. And, uh, you know, I mean, my, my, uh, I don't know. I, I've been very fortunate. I'm, I'm excited for the way things are building. Trust me, I still don't have two nickels to rub together. I'm driving a 2003 Columbia with one and one, one point, 1,149,000 miles on it today. But the thing has been good to me. So much better than the emission stuff that I ran into at Freightliner today in complaints. But, you know, do, do the good work. Be out there and, uh, you know, if anybody's interested in seeing some of the stuff I do, I'm on Facebook. Our company name is Blue Heron Logistics, like the uh, like the bird. That was my plug. Hey, uh, right. uh, customers, I just I just thought of something. Means that we had a little thing there talking about getting your direct customers, and it just just came to my head. Thought, thinking about it is uh, 
a lot of a lot of towns have a uh, score. Uh, it's a for small business counseling, and it's run and score is uh, well, it's people that own other businesses, and uh, and they offer free counseling. And if uh, if you're having if you're struggling a little bit, or even if you're not struggling, you want advice from other business owners. Uh, look look up online, find your local find the local score uh, score uh, meeting area where they do it, and uh, that's a great place to find direct customers to do to get their loads. Um, because you know what, Chad, businesses. Chad, I really like that. Yeah, I right. had not thought about that. I'm familiar with it, but you know, but also be there to offer. You're going to come in. I mean, yeah. if you go into Lexington or Joe goes into you know, Sioux Falls, wherever, you know, Madison, wherever. I come into Rochester, New York, Rico. Where are you in Rico, Atlanta? Yes, sir. You know what? I'm willing to bet there's very very few of us in SCORE, you know, that can offer an educational side of the transportation and logistics. I I do it right now for the uh, SCORE in Lexington. Uh, I've only helped one person there, but... uh, uh, that's yeah, but how long? How long ago was that? When did you start? Uh, I'm, that I'm, the it was probably a year ago. A year ago when I helped out another driver. Um, but I, I, my first time using Score, going to them uh, was uh, when I first got started three and a half years ago. Before I knew who Kevin Rutherford was, uh, that was where I got some of my. Yeah, I, I think you need to. Other. I mean, that's. I assume that's a monthly meeting or something like that. You, you got to participate more to to build the network, and it goes back to what I said: build the relationship, hang out with these people, drink a beer with them. And in the vein, maybe uh maybe next week we'll do some homework and give out some more tips on on uh, trying to um, establish and get direct customers. Uh, another great free resource. Uh, I've always talked about LinkedIn, but there's a, there's another thing uh, like a social media type deal. It's called Meetup. Meetup dot com. Uh, and if you go in there and just put your interest in, as you know, as far as business interest and stuff like that is concerned, there are tons of meetups that are going on in just about every major city, and your potential customers are there waiting to meet you. Um, you know, there there are different type of uh, after work mixers, or so on and so forth. If you if you have the time, or even if you don't have the time, if you go on meetup.com, they they tell you when the meetups are, are going to be happening in advance. You can plan around those uh, meetings to make sure that you're home and that you that you can go out. You know, make sure you got your business cards. Make sure that you got you know you you made it in and, get, and gotten a good hot, clean, fresh shower and your clothes are coming out the clean <laughs> and go in there and rub shoulders. You know, go in there and rub shoulders with some of these guys that are, that are. Uh, you know, are the decision makers. And the other thing that I really want, you know, we had a couple of callers tonight, and the thing that's kind of sticking out in my mind is that you've got to, when you're approaching and talking with your customers or even negotiating back and forth with your brokers, you've got to have confidence in what it is that you're doing. You've got to, and some of the callers tonight came across like, you know, um, almost defeated a little bit. And Absolutely. If, and if I pick that, that up by listening to you on the call tonight, I know for sure that these brokers are, are just picking the meat off the bone. And you got to start, this is this is a journey. I'm, and, you know, we don't want to, I'm not saying this to try to pick on anybody or belittle anybody because that's not my spirit. 
my spirit, I'm coming from a point of I want to empower as many people as I possibly can. But the other thing about this is we're going to be able to touch surface things, and we're going to try to go a little bit deeper and bring a little bit more knowledge on these podcasts. But at the end, after the podcast is over with, it's going to be incumbent upon you as an individual to go and take the things that we're trying to put out here over the podcast and go deeper with it. Try to seek out other things that are going to add to your knowledge base that you can, so that when you talk about things that you can, you can, you can speak with a, um, from a, from a position of power, from a position of authority, because it's something that you absolutely know with every fiber of your being because you took some time to sit down and look at it, you know, and look at it and analyze it. And, 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 and have more conversations, you know, it, 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 this is just a beginning. This is a jumping, uh, a, a starting point. This is a leap off point to help you go deeper and bigger and better, hopefully for everyone, because even with some, with all of these calls and everything, and George just said it, you know, with, with Chad mentioned score. I think all of us guys, and some of you guys, you may think that we know it all, but we actually benefit from listening to you all. It helps us to begin to think to solve problems as well, and, we, and it helps us analyze our business so we start to pick up little things, even though we may be helping you out, but it also it brings it back on us, and it helps hold us accountable. Like George has held me accountable about the tip that he gave me that I hadn't followed up on yet. So now that I got that accountability partner, now I, I, I don't want to let George down, so I, I definitely got to go follow back up on that. <laughs> Yeah, and, and most of the work will be on your part. I, I gave you a little sliver of somebody that I know that does it in and out of New York City and what it is being offered. And, and just I'll share just quickly, it's literally about ice. Every reefer can move ice, and it's going to go to a place that most people will be like, ice goes there. Yes, it does. Right. Right. And, and I, I never thought about it, but, you know, but I, I got I to gotta follow up on that. And, and that's, and, you know, and, and these things will help, you know, having those accountability partners and, and developing those friendships and relationships. But it, it, it's becoming, like George said, I'm going to have to do most of the work. But I, that's fine. And that's what I want you guys to understand. We want to try to give you some information, but sometimes, too many times, I've I, I noticed, like, um, in different places, Sometimes people want you to spoon feed them almost, and I'm not saying that that was the case with every, with tonight. But I'm but I'm just saying in general, you have to you have to be willing to take and reach for the brass ring. No one's going to give it to you. You got well, you know, to you know what? I'm going to quote go Larry. I'm going to quote uh, Larry Winget. You know, and, and there's one book I've not read it yet or on audio, but it's called Work for a Reason. I got it. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Well, guys, we just got the tone. We got uh, we got to get ready to wrap this thing up. We went the whole two hours tonight. I was planning on doing just one, but it, it, it morphed into two hours. I hope that you guys got something from it. If you have any questions or concerns, please shoot us shoot us an email. We'll try our best to get um to get all the emails and, and everything answered. So with that, and for the entire Les Truck team, this is Rico Muhammad signing off from McDonough, Georgia. Thank you, guys. Be safe out there. Master the journey. Thanks for joining us on Rates and Lanes. If you like what you heard here, leave us a rating and review on iTunes or listen to our other shows at audioroad.letstruck.com. To get in touch with our tribe, call us at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. 
Thanks for joining us for the ride down the audio road. 